0: Thanks for tuning in to interviews with notable New Orleans musicians. This week we're talking to the dynamic frontman from New Orleans, one of the last, Mr. Tony Green. Tony talks to us about his newest project, his oldest projects, and much in between.
1: Nothing straightforward, you know. It's not straightforward, Rock, but it's presented with big beats and, and loud guitars and, and simple, you know. Simplicity, as opposed to, you know, like, uh, uh, uh huh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of. part of my life, I like that. <laughs> I mean, you, these are new songs, or songs you've done for no, your life. No, these are new. So- I mean, some of them are are co-writes I did years ago with with other rock bands, but no, we're we're dreaming them up, pulling them out of thin air, which is so fun if it works. Who, uh, what what kind That's of uh?
0: There, these are people you've been playing with for years, or is it new? People? No, no,
1: this is. um the guy who plays guitar in that Jamaican band, Steve Chiswick. Okay. Who lives just I up wondered. the road. Okay. And uh, he has... You mean up the road from this neighborhood? Yeah, he's... by water. Charters, right by Noka. Okay. Up the street from, what was it? Feelings after... Anyway. Uh-huh. That corner that always changes register. Right. And so, um, he's right up there. And, um, you know, just met him from playing out. Because I'm we're playing with Sonny in the Fortifiers. I the Fortifiers. Sonny Schneider. Oh, Sonny's band. Sonny Schneider's band, the Fortifiers. And so we've done shows with the Jamaican Me Breakfast Club yeah, with before Sonny. I started singing. Yeah. So um, that's how I met him. So you're the you're the front man
0: for ex New Orleans Club Music Moguls. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's everyone's a, got a niche. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of simplifies. <laughs> I, know, I, know yeah. I, didn't that, I didn't No, I doesn't. say No.
0: Between
1: us, strictly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 no, they 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 find it funny. So it Well, it.
1: I mean, one thing about that I think is they both they both have a, a lot of we're talking about Scott Ages and Sonny. Scott and Sonny yeah. They're both they both really enjoy good music. Sure they do. They've Absolutely. had a lot of experience um you know in, in every corner nook and cranny of the music production of a show you know so yeah. they've seen it from all angles yeah and um when it right comes right down to it they both really wanted to do it and figured out what they could do you yeah. know they don't you don't have to be the world's greatest virtuoso to go have fun in a, in a rock and roll band that's right yeah that's and true. you know most of my favorite music doesn't have that many complicated parts in it you yeah know? yeah uh uh-huh. Right. but um you know and that goes back you know at, there you go to the punk you know it's yeah. just but it's it's all about having fun isn't uh-huh. it and yeah i think the more fun you can have and as you get better at it uh-huh. everyone else has fun too you can entertain people
0: yeah so so but the uh
1: the new group has steve chizik and uh who else is and there? alex williams uh-huh. who uh is a drummer and um um lamar williams okay. lamar williams son sorry also known as Rip Curtain. Okay. He's on bass, so it's a four-piece right now. Uh, a lot of the because rec- we kind of recorded our EP before we had a total. You know, the band was totally formed. The personnel was. Yeah, it's funny it, nowadays. Yeah. Every yeah. every everyone is Steely Dan now. It used to. Right. Be under- right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was during it was during COVID. It started right yeah. before, so we could carry on. You know, me me and Steve were already uh, in the in the same bubble. Yeah. So. I mean, I just, it, I just find it on. funny, a funny characteristic yeah. of
0: the current scene, and you know, current world of music that it's, you know, you get recorded before you, before you play, you used to in the old yeah. days, it was always like, well, we've been doing it a long time, we'll get We're recording. doing this a long time, and you just go to the guitar
1: and write a song, Yeah, you know, or someone would say, I've written a song and hand it to you. Yeah, exactly. Instead of, you know, start moving dots around yeah, we're to, to create doing a them. song. So, and, okay, so that's great. So you're doing that group, and you get, and you get some gigs coming up
0: with that, and then you do with, with the Jamaican Me Breakfast Club, I guess that's a special event whenever. Uh... Yeah,
1: Scott's in, in Colorado, I think most of the time. And But he'll be back in October. We'll mm-hmm. do, the, we'll, you know, it's like jazz. We're, we're, For jazz. We're, we're full steam ahead. Jazz Fest yeah. is going to happen. And we are going to be part of it in one way or another. And cool. uh, I mean, that's, Scott brings, and they bring so much enthusiasm. Yeah, I did it. like that. Quint, that, you was, know, so, that was very and, and, um And Sonny the same way. They, you know, they, they, they're bitten now by the but, well they always have been and now they're in that position and they love it
0: yeah that's right well it's a good sounding band I mean I, was, I enjoyed it when, yeah. I was when I was out there I hadn't seen the making movie I well, have see, not seen Sonny well see
1: that dance. band is um, basically it's a 10 piece dance band right and, and you can't not love being yeah. the front man in a 10 piece dance band you know with you know it might be a little inside joke or not even that inside it might be a little absurd in concept but um it jams. Well, it, yeah, I mean, you're it,
0: you're also yeah. really good at fronting almost well, anything. You're very I've, good. To I've had that a
1: person. lot of experience doing, uh, luckily, you know, with, and, and been, and handed a lot of challenges, um, you know, welcome challenges. Yeah. Um, and throughout the things that I've done and, um, you know learned a lot you know you as you we we probably first met around the time that I was playing with FSQ FSQ Frank that was almost 30, Quartet. 32 years ago 32 years yeah, ago that years ago yeah but
0: but, but but you know but the yeah. thing about that is that you were already really developed at being a frontman and delivering i mean it was kind of shocking because i mean there was a few more people like that now but i now i feel like new orleans there's just no one that stands there and delivers a song anymore. Ah, uh, you wins. know and that's kind of funny.
1: Well, I was and I was experienced and I had been on the road with a band, the Gutter Brothers in yeah. England for 8 or 9 years. You know, well, actually it was a street band and ended up being we went from the street and built a following kind of like a wildfire and ended up as a club band driving up and down the country in a van which it's fun for you know, but eight, eight year, eight nine years is just about when it stops being that much fun. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, first of all, street playing, busking on the street as a street band, as opposed to you know, whatever. No, are you from
0: here, or how did you end up? I'm anywhere? from. I'm
1: from here. I was, yeah. I was born in Ashna, and okay. uh, born and lived uptown, and um, you know, divorced parents, and then you know, kind of liked moving around, so it took a lot of opportunities that were uh, presented to me as an adult uh-huh. to travel and to try new things. So, you know, I went in and took those opportunities and going to England worked out better than I could ever possibly have imagined, you know. How did they find you? Okay, here you go. This is, so anyway, uh, my, my wife, we weren't married at the time, but my wife, um, you know, was always, had wanderlust and, and adventurous and wanted to to work in europe and she she got herself a job in europe okay and um i stayed behind and see, saw how things went and then she found a great roommate and this girl she was working with and so she said come on out you know so i thought okay go out there you know hang out and you know probably won't be able to find any work but you know she did do it till the money runs out and see what happens next and i played jug band music with my friends in in new orleans just like uh-huh. someone had a uh, Apartment above the beer store in Algiers, so that became the Tuesday night. I think he had keys to the cooler, so so that was my so. Anyway, so playing harmonica. No, I was playing washboard. Playing washboard, yeah. So um and so I packed my washboard when I went and visited my girlfriend in London, which I thought was going to be a visit, and I actually went the first day I arrived. She was going to work, so I caught the tube to uh, Covent Garden, which is right downtown, right right in uh, West End where all the, at that time, busking was promoted and uh, encouraged and I remember in that area. Song, yeah, I remember. Yep. And uh, I was a washboard player, so I saw a guy playing a one-string bass in a great big plywood box, which is what they ship tea in. Uh-huh. So it was a T-chest bass. T-chest. And he was playing with a guitar player, a 12-string, and they were doing uh, lead belly tunes and a guy uh-huh. Lonnie Donegan tunes and oh, skiffle yeah, sure. music. It was real skiffle. And to me that made sense that they were two-thirds of a band, right? Uh-huh. That the washboard was exactly what they needed. You know, it's like seeing yeah. a, a bass player and a, and a rock guitar player coming right. at it and say, like, and you're a drummer, you know? Yeah. So I, uh, they they gave me a shot. You know, they said, all right, come bring your gear down tomorrow. Let's try it. And I did it. And they said, well, we, you know, made a lot more money with you here. Why don't we, let's keep, keep doing this. Yeah. And then that turned in, that turned in for me being, From the back-end guy to the front-end guy. Okay. And then doing New Orleans songs and reggae songs. And, you know, so we kind of became a fusion skiffle band.
0: Yeah, because by the time, I mean, the stuff I saw that you sent me, uh, and, you know, I was surprised, like, how the first thing I was surprised how English, because I grew up there. But the, the second thing was also how... It was more produced. more like, yeah. you know, more, more like that going on. I was actually surprised to see that. It was real. It was very cool. It's the great, English, great
1: you know, they have a different uh, work ethic. They have a different approach. I think to pop music uh-huh. or, into, you know, and to rock music or whatever that was uh, was very refresh. You know, refreshing to me. But at the same time, I was just learning. So I kind of thought that was the way to go. So basically, when we got this skiffle band together with some original songs the production was you know just people that you work with uh-huh that's what it ends up sounding i mean it was pre-lo-fi lo-fi wasn't cool yet so yeah, we yeah. were trying to you know yeah, reach the down, ho- okay. higher heights of, of recording you know but i think they 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 uh they wear well over time yeah, you know? yeah. it definitely goes
0: and so but so and you were crisscrossing england or europe or the whole thing no, for mainly eight mainly eight years.
1: england and we'd get little sorties over there to europe spain barcelona um rome um never ended up too many dodgy places Well, we ended up in ireland in a couple bad spots and uh you know once you get a circuit in, in england which you can just zigzag all day long then right. it actually never quite we we never got to the point where we were making any more money uh-huh. abroad right but we got into the festivals we did reading festival once which was okay. the, the big deal at the time uh-huh um we went on tour with a very well-known blues band, Dr. Feelgood, not the the, uh, Motley Crue album, Dr. Feelgood, but there's a blues band, Dr. Feelgood, that really is very responsible for the punk image and punk delivery um, because they were a blues band, but you didn't know if they were going to do a song or rob the bank when it right. came in wow. real uh. thin ties and real kind of wow uh. <laughs> chins out type of thing uh. and uh and they were just wonderful guys he's Lee brillo the singer for dr feelgood is actually married to well unfortunately he's passed away but he was married to a girl from hammond oh yeah so that was just kind of a weird thing yeah huh. That's very and uh, i still uh i still hear still hear about her and of her through other people like social media right so that's uh that's great um so yeah i i front man i had a lot of a lot of uh i don't know training or experience and when i've always tried to uh learn as much as i can from every situation whether it's a empty club or a flat tire or a bad pa or Mm-hmm. food points <laughs> you, know, you know the things that the world throws at us especially playing music
0: now the fsq guys you met them they were english of course i knew and, yeah I and
1: so, so basically when the uh when the gutter brothers who was the street band uh was call it was coming to an end uh they were gutter brothers fans okay. and they would they would come to the shows and we did our big final show so everyone know, knew it was over uh uh-huh. and they said um Well, we've just made this record and, you know, and it was the, I don't know if you saw it, but the mutant dog on the run. Yeah, yeah which is, I think, as many possible tracks as you can put on a CD. It was like, incredible. Uh, like 78. Yeah, it
0: was incredible. Identified <laughs> little, some of them were like noises. Sometimes I, I can play find for you people, one, I'll get you one. Like, you, yeah, because I, you gotta, it's to hard to listen to. Yeah, it is. It's but, not
1: in the background, you know, as no. you're having wine.
0: But it was so <laughs> intense that, that you all had this all together. I mean, it was just really back then where everyone was slacking everything. It was like, yeah. wow, man. And this they, was
1: anti-slack. It was
0: completely that. Yeah. And, and, you know and, you know,
1: why, you know you know wild scene well in all fairness that was a done deal before i even walked in the door i just did some some track some vocals okay like over they had already done it and they said yeah. well maybe you know and they kind of helped me on a pedestal <laughs> <But> i'm <laughs> well, just this you know new orleans huh. shit kicker you know yeah. up there. just you know i i wouldn't you know uh Using all I know from here, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily wearing a "Hey, how y'all doing over there?" Yeah, you yeah. know, playing that card, but using using all and all my southern charms. Sure. And uh, and they, you know, they thought I don't know people. People, oh, he's gone for you know greater things now, like whatever. They asked me, I did it, and then um, I was very happy with the, the, what I had done on it. I was very uh, amused and and thrilled to be part of that record. It's a fantastic record, if not quite bizarre. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I said, "Yeah, well, I'm going, you know, cuz I was coming back to New Orleans, um I would by this time my wife and we were married and you know, we were just going to see what see how the other half lives." Wow. I guess. And uh so they said, "Oh, well, we were hoping you could join the band." I said, "You know, that sounds very tempting, but I'm moving to New Orleans." Yeah. And they said, "Okay, we will too." Wow. Yes. I mean, they were young. They were very young. Yeah, I remember that. And that one cool. of them was from Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't such a stretch from him. Uh-huh. And then um, he was actually here. He wasn't able he wasn't to go back him. and forth oh, at okay. the time. Well, he was able to make the record. And then it kind of got a little soggy on him. Uh-huh. But, um, so I was like, okay. And at this point, all we had done is, all I had done with them is three or four vocal tracks on their, on their bizarre record. But, you know. And that just started, you know, uh, it made, I think we fed both into each and we both learned, all learned a lot from each other because I brought this kind of song and dance man entertainment to it, which from the street. And they brought this uh, very satirical and uh, funny, not only lyrically funny, but musically very funny. Yeah, it was. And uh, and some of it was sheer endurance, you know, and also that was kind of one of the jokes, too. We can do this forever. We can do this longer than you can. Yeah, yeah. We can play it longer than you can listen
0: to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It like uh, it. A lot of things back
1: then had uh, that kind of challenge Yeah, going. it did. But, yeah. I mean, I, to me, that's when I first started to kind of realize it. You know, your first gig, you, you know, clearing the room quickly is like, okay. You got <laughs> something. We got something We're here. Right you know, yeah. and I truly believe that. I'm not being funny. It's like bang. Okay, yeah, we got their attention. But I, I now feel like, like it people like some it. of the corners off. I,
0: I used to go all the time. I think people yeah. liked them. Well, of course, I lived in the, in the French Quarter back then, and and uh, you know, for the time, I remember then that group splintered somehow or fragmented. I don't remember. Yeah, like um, like...
1: just other you know other we kind of imploded. We went for like fucking gangbusters for about two or three years. And you know, the music was on the edge. And we we, you know, not not that our lifestyles were necessarily on the edge, but we gave everything we had. And um, you know, through that and through my influence on it, it kinda um it kind of turned into a punk band. Yeah. You know, and uh and the Ben Sumner, Peter Baldwin and 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 Dan Rose and um who were the other members besides me, they each one had kind of different directions so ben and peter went off and did something called hercules with glenn styler right uh and then dan um dan worked with a lot of different people uh the sophisticats i don't know if you remember yeah them, like, kind of a stripper stripper right <laughs> um mood okay, right. band or whatever yeah. the stripper vibe yeah and um and i you know kind of settled in and um you know became a father and and just, uh, I wouldn't say early retirement, but just stop doing it for a while. And then, you know, and I don't know if you ever, it kind of eats inside of you, you know, a little bit. Something eats inside of you. Because I was still primarily a singer. So right. People don't put an ad out, oh, we want a singer. Usually, yeah. they've got the singer. The guy who wrote the songs or the, the person who wrote the songs wants to sing. Or it starts with the singer and then branches out. Yeah. So, I wasn't turning down anything, but I wasn't. Putting myself out there in any way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, it's funny because I
0: lived with Sumner for a little while, it first, yeah. which was very odd. Yeah. With, uh, before, with, and Alex McMurray, actually, yeah. when he moved in and then Sumner moved out. But so I, I remember there was even that. And then I remember one of the guys was disappearing back to England, I think, at some point. And then, and but then I remember I didn't hear from you or see you until Davis wanted me to do one of the shows, one of the coasters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was fun. I remember. That. I remember, yeah. and, I and was Alex surprised was there. And so, yeah, yeah. And somebody yeah. said, "You know, Tony,
0: I'm like, I got yeah, the bass yeah, parts. I got
1: the bass <laughs> parts." I'm like, "That's exactly what I want." It wasn't the tightest we ever did, but yeah, on, you know, but I mean, it was fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. It was I a remember Carlos there, and oh yeah, he Carl. was reading lyrics office. Reading off. His Read phone, off I'm like, just mail it in next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: literally phoned it in uh, exactly. so, uh, yeah well that's really funny that was the next time I saw you so then so then I guess that is that when you were coming back out of the woodwork to start doing stuff again uh,
1: yeah just but that was almost a one off then I had a band called Then well Ben was still around after Katrina he moved to uh, Denver but when he was still pre-Katrina when FSQ wasn't going and I don't think uh, he was playing with Glenn Styler anymore and then I got a band with um uh, I guess Americana band of stuff that I my first kind of batch of of original songs, and that was with Ben Sumner and Steve Walters, who used to play with the Normals. I don't know if you've oh yeah, I know yeah, Steve. Yeah, Steve's great, and yeah. uh, and Roger Martin, who's been my favorite drummer for for twenty years. I don't even know, I he's, know Roger Martin. He uh, you know, he's he he mainly plays with blues and 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 uh, R and B bands. Cool. You know, he does the circuit. Mm-hmm. and he's a hard man he's got kids so you know he does as much as he can he's the drummer in the fortifiers too so i'm playing with him again which is which is great cool and so uh so i did that and um you know it's we were playing like the circle bar once a month and to 18 people once uh, a month if if that you know or something like right. that and um uh just I kind of ran you ran its course and i i I stopped believing in my songs, I stopped believing in, in what I could do, you know, cause I brought them from nothing to a full band playing them and we were out playing for a year or so. So, um, and that's just what happens, I guess, you know, so. So you stopped believing the songs cause of the response from people or because? Uh... Um, because of, you know, just the way they made me feel, what uh-huh. I was trying to accomplish and, and you know, and I was, you know, there was some uh, good strikes in there, yeah, you know, but I wasn't, didn't feel confident that uh, my whole package was together i see and um I've basically since then been looking for collaborators you know that that's i want a lot of input if i'm going to sing i want a lot of uh, songwriting input and i have a lot of great ideas i think um, but i need someone to, to uh, give me a little more shape and a little more um form or just different cool. ideas you know I get closed in my own head now how much is original with the groups you're in
0: though I mean the, the two that we talk about Sonny and and Scott's thing, now, that's, and that's that's all covers no right? well
1: Sonny's so, we got about six covers ones. I mean six or originals. originals with Sonny uh-huh. so and that's you know it started as a covers band it started cool. as a blues covers yeah. band uh yes the Jamaica Me Breakfast Club is all covers but certainly with a uh, yeah there's a, a there's little a, special a, sauce a that we put on it um yeah. pick a pepper sauce or whatever it is and um, basically, all the other bands I've been in have been original material, going back from the Skiffle Band. Got you know, started with uh, Skiffle songs, but ended up original songs. FSQ, we would only play a cover because it was part of the joke that yeah. we were trying to do, or whatever. Um, and then Saint Rock was the original stuff. Any, it's all peppered with covers, you know. Um, so we, is, all, we all have our covers we love. Is the group? The same
0: thing I saw you playing with on the corner.
1: That was that corner. was concrete confetti. That's my newest and proudest product at the moment. But if you saw it at Mardi Gras time, we uh, we were able to get invited to play. Hmm. If we uh, played half a half half, half, the set se- half one set of Mardi Gras tunes, and one, and then we were allowed to play.
0: Everything's like right on the corner it was by right, your house. Yeah, everything sounded great. I mean, I was in here thinking, man, I got to get out there. I remember I was busy doing something. I was like, it yeah, sounds really good. And then I was caught out there and was really stunned to find out that it was you singing. Not really. I mean, it sounded. No, but good. Yeah, that it was like, a, it, a yeah, band yeah, on yeah, the yeah, corner. You know, I knew, yeah, it you know, yeah, was a band on the corner. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, kind of thing you see. You said that little... to me, and you know, uh, I don't want to make that sound. Oh, we had to do Mardi Gras songs. That was we. That was great. We got horn players. You know, we yeah. a couple of horn players to just and. We did such a, anyway, there's songs that I've grown up with and we try to do a variety of them and not, you know, we Mm -hmm. did Indian songs and meter songs and carnival time and, and, you know, uh, Hawkettes and some, some, uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. And okay. so, the, <laughs> right. okay. so there's that one. Let me see the other, the other place I saw you. Actually, it's always killer when I see you singing, but, I, but was well, it, there, yeah. it's
1: always like, oh, there's Jonathan.
0: Yeah, it a, I remember I saw you at Jeff Duvill's
1: Memorial with some band that was really playing hard, much harder stuff. That was, uh, I was with, the, first of all, it was the Egg Yolk Brass Band, like on the floor. Okay. And I was playing tambourine for that. I'm a pretty mean tambourine player, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> no, but then it, was- then it was Egg Yolk with... Um, your boy on the keyboards um um quintron oh yeah okay yeah and then i got to do a song that that jeff had written i see so that was and jeff right when all this started with fsq back in mid city jeff lived next door oh really so when i brought my okay. first baby daughter home jeff was like oh look jeff was like wow man that's great i
0: interviewed jeff in the series here which is yeah. kind of cool oh what so a it's, guy. it's great, a great guy uh, he's somebody i got to interview before um and uh so let me see So he did and uh and so in terms of like you just said the songs weren't doing it for you, your show wasn't really doing at it that for point, you, at, at that point at that point, point. Yeah. how about now
1: well yeah. i think much more so i have a i have a great collaborator um at, at what i'm doing well i also i still write with the gutter brothers back in england but at a much slower pace but steve chiswick who i'm who i'm working with right now we work really well together and and i we did start doing it before we were uh we knew each other that well you yeah. know and we both just said okay let's do it you know we both i said I, you know i want a, i want a rock band i'm gonna have some fun you yeah know yeah I mean, so do i i want a rock band loud drums bang 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 okay great see you thursday and we right. actually made something that thursday you Killer. know a verse and a melody and stuff and whatever you that's know that's
0: great that makes sense cause and
1: so we just kept hitting it and it kept uh filling the bill of loud and yeah. You know, and coming up with stuff. Yeah, I'd never
0: heard him. He sounds real good. I mean, he had really hit yeah. together. It was, like, it was interesting. But I was like, who is? He's got guy? great
1: effects. He's got one of these magic pedal yeah, boards. Yeah, he I remember that. He's, he's got a huge great attack. Boy. He's the type yeah. of you know. That's what I. That you know, trading licks with a guitar player or as a singer. You know, you want yeah. you want that. It's it's their bit now. They're they're right in. And they're right there. And right they're singing. Track. It's their you know not a vocal, but they're commanding just as much. Yeah um sonically and, and whoa you know okay here it comes
0: yeah wow so, man well, i it like sounds,
1: working with it like that yeah that's
0: pretty incredible it sounds like you got it all working now and, and 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 it's how have you been doing i mean is it just like you're just starting to do a lot of stuff again after the lockdown or
1: yeah i don't know or... what you know in new orleans uh one or two a month seems to be a lot yeah, that's you know right. yeah. so we're trying to um you know we're just coming out coming out of the uh just coming out of covid we we play we didn't get a chance to play. We kind of had it almost together right before first gig we played was at Steve's house, Mardi Gras 2020, and what two yeah. months
0: later. And then two months later we
1: Ice this. Nine had taken over or whatever. Yeah. So um so yeah, it's just now opening up and like we I think we've been lucky. We've had a great attitude about hauling the gear out to the street corner. And and playing and yeah. you know, asking everyone, can we come play? Can we come play? Yeah. And getting told yes some of the time. Well, that's good. That's yeah. a, that's
0: great. That's good. Do You think it's a good one? what do you think we're in for, for the music scene coming up?
1: Wow. Um, you know, um I, I don't wanna sound just totally optimistic, but I think it will prevail. What what specific uh you know, but will it stay exactly the same? Probably not. Yeah. You know, and I I'm not even gonna try to say how which why where it'll change it's uh-huh. you know it's interesting times ahead for for us musicians and you know um i you know i don't have to make my living in music so um i don't know that that's probably going to get tough for people who are reliant on that for their for their living oh uh, yeah but, you know well uh-huh. all, new orleans is pretty supportive very you know and we'll all we'll all try to keep each other alive but I think it will. There's too much... You know, I think New Orleans people play because they want to play. I know yeah. everyone likes to get paid and everyone wants, you know, guaranteed X amount of money or whatever, but let's face it, everyone's going to show up yeah. and play their best, but, yeah. you know, and have a great time. Yeah, they want So to. I I can't imagine, um, but it may have to be improvised uh, venue-wise or um, yeah. Pre- yeah, in, pre- in presentation it might have to... Yeah change a little bit but that's exciting to me
0: i think it's exciting we got old places shutting down new places popping up and that's definitely a thing yeah. i mean i'm sorry for people that
1: had to close no, of close, course, and close, but, and close of the thing of course but course, what are. happens you know but gosh you know it's yeah. it's been hell yeah they it's gonna roll over it it's been sped up a cycle then it? yeah that, you know yeah it just said shut down but you know yeah. As opposed to things getting weeded out in their own time. And in their own time, that's right. In. A lot of things cut yeah. out. Well, a lot of people wanted to get out, actually. Um, and uh, the... Uh,
0: what else am I going to ask you about? Yeah, because, I mean, it's just interesting in terms of what you're saying. Because, really, you've been through so many... You described at least... Five kinds of worlds or time periods yeah. in music that look completely yeah, different from each other. That, Even when I stretch my ears out into them, they're like right. really different. Let alone what I it looks like it out in the world. Like, like it's completely different uh, yeah, now. It can be know. like a carousel
1: for the listener. I don't know. It kind of <laughs> I get confused myself. Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> it's your fault. It's time to change. Well, you know, I've like, also been, you know, been lucky to yeah. run into circumstances. I think that um, I've been able to rise to those occasions. Mm. Um, you know, and I've been, I've worked with great people that, you know, that are happy to, not that I've been taught, but I've learned from, you know, uh, so many people about so many different things from down to, um, you know, how you swagger on the stage to, you know, where you hold the note and where you build it up and where you chop it down and where you, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's, it's just amazing, you know? And, and, as a singer, you aren't, you are, uh, you're kind of not even knowing all the different stuff you hear, the solos or leads or parts there, you absorb them in your brain as, as, as melodies and sub melodies and stuff. Like it's almost like it becomes part of your vocabulary, whether or not it was a singer that did it or not. And, um, that to me is, you know, you only get that through people sharing it with you and people, uh,
0: did you get that from... me? I mean, do, do you remember particular things with, around New Orleans or people when you were younger that, that made you think, like, oh, yeah, that's the way to do it or that's the way I want to do it or that's well, the way I want to do it? Well,
1: yes, absolutely. Um, and it's not necessarily a specific... You know, um, it all started with my mother's turntable, Sgt. Pepper's Dylan's Greatest Hits Volume 1, uh-huh. the soundtrack to Hair, original Broadway uh, cast. Similar records. And <laughs> uh, Johnny Cass' Fol- Folsom Prison. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, you know, God, there, there's, there's, you could study those for twenty years, you right, know. Right. Um, and then my mom took me in the convertible out to Metairie to see Woodstock the movie. Okay, and changed my life. Uh-huh. I mean, I was young. I was probably Right. Maybe eleven or ten or whatever. And uh, oh God, you know, and, and it's because it was so uh, well shot and cinematographic, or cine- anyway, yeah. whatever that word is. Th- these were characters to me, like you know Sly Stone you know i want to take Uh you higher these are like superheroes to me yeah you know uh pete townsend yeah you know uh uh alvin lee i mean just look at these performances santana yeah you know and and so from there you know i was i was very into music i didn't realize that much more than anyone else you Uh know but i was you know i was listening intently to stuff you know never really was offered opportunity to, to study with anyone or never took it upon myself which is the only way you learn anything is by taking it upon yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and just uh, then in New Orleans, yeah, I mean, definitely meters. Meters were so funky. And I, at the time of the meters and the Wild Magnolia's album, I guess it was Rejuvenation and Wild Magnolia's album came out right, right about the same time. And um, that we kind of stopped listening to everything and just listened to those two records. Yeah. And uh, Herbie Hancock's Headhunters. And, you know, that was what me and my high school buddies and grade school buddies were listening all to, right. you know. And, um, wow, well, Ohio, you know, and then it was all, all funk all the time. Yeah. And and just, and it wasn't until, you know, those were my New Orleans people. I obviously, everyone knew who Fats was. Um, you know, Fess at, at an early age, I didn't really know who he was, but that's when I came back around 18, um, moved back pretty much until I went to England, that's when tibetinas was right up the street um you know the novels fest was playing there every other night right. booker people i heard of never really saw that much jesse hill you know not so much Cato back then but you could see uh lee dorsey occasionally <laughs> johnny wow. allen you know and then then i was like in my uh late teens early 20s and just that once again, once you hear it, that's that's all I listened to oh,
0: yeah, I for the next
1: imagine. five years, yeah. and most of the time live. Luckily, luckily for me, that you know, without even I'd known Sonny, but Sonny was putting together some of the best bills in yeah. the world. To my taste, I'm biased, you know, I'm from here, but uh, and it was I don't want to say. It was it was a little bit of a renegade scene. It was a little bit punky back then. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, with Fess in his badass shades. You know, and and the Clash were really uh, were really absorbed in that sound, and Lee Dorsey opening up for the Clash in the Warehouse. But it was wow. you know where the kind of edgier side of R and B, like uh-huh. Fest Fest was Fest from day one to, you know, Fest didn't play with nothing else except for what he did, and yeah. so he dressed how he wanted, he spoke how he wanted, he wore his hair greasy if he wanted to, uh-huh. you know, and did all that, and he had his look, and he wasn't trying to, you know, he was going to be Fest, and then when that was when people liked it he was great when when, it, when he went underground that was cool too he was still being fast, you uh-huh, know. uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. and uh so yeah that was that was a wonderful you know without I, I was training to be a musician you yeah. know without without knowing it but you know I was really into it I'm the guy who looked at the producers uh for the third yeah. hit on a, on the you know on the b-side or whatever you mm-hmm. know yeah and you know I, I knew everything and Still know some of that useless information. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, and yeah, you know, someone be talking. I said, no, he's not on that record. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually right. Yeah. Well, well now yeah. there's wiki. Right? Yeah. You can figure it out in 20 seconds. Yeah, although they, although they don't seem
0: to put information about records up the way no. they used to. But yeah, no. you can find you can find yeah. information. Ben Sumner no would know. Ben Sumner. Oh yeah, is he knows the vinyl guru. Right? He, yeah. yeah, he is. Where did he go? Is he in Texas or something? He's in Denver. In Denver,
1: and okay. he's got a. Uh, his father just passed so oh, our, our uh, condolences to ben yeah and um he's there he i think he's a dj and maybe probably sells records whether i don't know if it's in a shop Somewhere. or there's many avenues for selling records yeah. now but i do see uh he shares stuff about dj gigs that he does which yeah. i've never seen a dj set with him but i think that'd be pretty awesome how do your kids deal with the music thing? Well, for a while, it wasn't really part of our life, you uh-huh. know, because uh, whatever, the, the the thing I had with Ben, the St. Rock, that band was called St. Rock, that had kind of ended, and I was just saying, you know, kids will keep you busy, so it's not like you yeah. got all this time, I think I'll go write a song. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Gutter Brothers, I uh, said, you know, the guys over there said, well, you know, let's, we can sell out this one club let's do another one Mm -hmm. you know and i thought yeah what the hell let's do it you know and brought brought the kids to you know i didn't want to freak freak them out you know because i get up on stage and yell in people's face and stuff like that you know because they were quite young so i thought i should expose them (laughs) at a young age yeah and um I think they're very proud of me. I think they're, they're, uh, very, um, they're sold on the, on the, certainly on the gutter brothers. They love the gutter brothers, you yeah. know, and that's, but that's, that's family practically, uh-huh. you know, as a matter of fact, my, my daughter, uh, Evelyn was putting out, um, applications for colleges. And one specifically asked, you know, what do you feel like, you know, what is, what what's some sort of symbol of, uh, of who you are and where you're from and stuff. And she sent him a gutter brother song. So <laughs> oh. this is my dad. It's called Everlasting Shining Peace of Mind is the name of the song. Wow. So uh, she just said, yeah, this is my dad. I kind of grew up with this. And, you know, that's kind of the way I feel. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I think she got accepted. She didn't go there. <laughs> that was one in California. And she ended up going to Chicago. But I'm like, yeah, that'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great. Great story. And... Uh, and my, my daughter sings very well. Uh, my older daughter, Ruby, mm-hmm. she's done... Uh, she went to NOCA for musical theater and, and then drama. She's she's uh, She went to NYU um, for acting. And throughout that, she's she sung very well. And um, mainly has pursued acting. And that has mer- morphed into filmmaking and in all aspects of filmmaking, a lot mm-hmm. of editing. You know, and she gets to do cameos in all her films. But now she's... Uh, She's making short films and festivals she's working in the film industry first in New Orleans and now in Los Angeles and uh and you know she gets up and sings every every chance we can we can get together we have she came and sang on the on concrete confetti it was we found like we can sing in unison and that's you know it meshes so well like a lot of times two people sing in unison don't go together without a harmony but ours it's, it just fits together like that and it becomes one voice it's oh wow very uh that's gonna be pretty very your yeah daughter. yeah so she's busy uh she sings but she's involved with her creative juices are used uh, quite often in other areas yeah, yeah but well, it's part of the family at this point they know it's part of, they, their dad does this kind of crazy thing you know <laughs> but it's all good <laughs> that's great yeah killer <laughs> Hey man, I
0: think it's a really good interview. I, uh, yeah, if you're, uh, thank you for coming yeah, by to I, talk. I'm sorry it I took probably, us two years or three years or no, something. That's to fine. Here, it you was know.
1: freaking COVID, and you know, I'm not, not that it's, yeah, no, it's good it's, that we got you, there, know, I, you know, I consider this promotional, you know, yeah. like my new band's coming out. Well, it's good, and man. all this, so I want to, uh, you know,
0: yeah, well, I'll get it up soon, and uh, you know, maybe even get it out to the radio station for the blind. I got a music show that goes on there. People can oh, you do it. one. Well, you, they, they did, they've been they've been putting some of my interviews up there uh, on, you know, on the, an
1: online station. Yeah, you know, on the RVH okay. thing. So if we make the cut, <laughs> oh, you make the cut.
0: <laughs> okay. If I send it to them, they, they were like All somebody. Right. I, I actually got held up for s- some time with the, you know. In other words, I've been doing this kind of interview series about the New, the New Orleans musicians series for. Oh, more than 10 years now which is oh really you've been crazy.
1: doing this podcast for 10 years yeah for okay. a really long time does it and have so, a title Do you, yeah it's
0: is? called uh it's called uh interviews with notable new orleans musicians okay yeah that's that's the official that's title no. <laughs> that's the, the itunes yeah it was, was back when i wasn't trying to be catchy right have yeah, had a no i, I think that's a, a great answer, I, have um, that. I, mean, I have a
1: lot of them now just, you know be, because uh i thought when i first moved back that yourself ben Elman, glenn hartman uh, ben Shank and these were people that I had never known before from growing up here. So, but you brought a whole new energy uh. to to New Orleans through your own, you know. I don't know how. I don't know if everyone was klezmer before, or, Kle, or you just started klezmer. No, we then. started here. But so, so yeah. through you found a way to uh, insert that. Yeah, and take all this great New Orleans. For Christ's sake, Willie Green was playing with you. That yeah. he don't play with just everybody, right? Uh, that's he got right. it. He a got it. Thing. He Absolutely. got it. Yeah. And yeah. he and he went. You know. So yeah. I really thought. Um, you know, and Ben Elman will play with anyone and everyone, everyone. You know, if it was a noise band or you know. Yeah. It
0: was a wild time for us. I mean, you know, Ben and I moved here together from California, and um, I didn't know and that, uh, yeah. yeah, we came out here together, and. I got a gig with Kermit Ruffins like almost right away. And then they been, they were looking, Ben would come sit in they were, and they, they were starting the Little Rascals and they were like, well, can we get Ben to play saxophone? So, so right. the Little Rascals had been in it and you know, and I don't know, this world sort of
1: opened up from those two things. Sure, well it, it will do, you know, it will you know, do, but it, at the same time, you got people like yeah. Kermit that know talent. Oh, and, yeah yeah absolutely.
0: and um and I, yeah and I was playing with other people uptown reward that's how I knew Willie was, I was yeah. with the reward up there doing okay you yeah. know and, and, and yeah and those things came through and I was I, I mean surprising you know you're just kind of like you know when I think back that time I'm like how the hell did that happen?
1: yeah yeah well that's this, all this thing I just told you yeah you know but it does because it's what we want to do and yeah. we're and we're we're uh ambitious and hopefully we're prepared yeah. when we get there you yeah. know and I think you, I don't know if you studied, I think Ben studied, I know Ben Shank studied. Oh, I studied a lot of music. Yeah, that's what studying. I was assuming. Yeah. I didn't want to make any, yeah, probably but more I assume that. I and, um, you know, so you brought, um, you, you came from, you had that world of it too. Not I don't know I don't want to say that Kermit doesn't read music or he quite possibly does, but I know a lot of great New Orleans musicians who don't. Yeah. And um, somehow or another, uh y'all y'all took the spaces in the gaps and, and and appreciated them and learned those you know yeah. those tricky little new orleans spaces and yeah they and were very like open i mean the old yeah. guys oh, that no, i knew they'll, back they'll then were you. really
0: really trying to show us yeah. something to do I well you just know, gotta listen that, right yeah. yeah yeah you gotta listen i remember they they told me a lot about working on music i mean in some ways it's it's so funny because there's part of me that's always still it's almost just why I'm still trying to get together the stuff for the first gig I got. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. again? Yeah, like I'm still just trying to really get, get, get that I together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this uh, funny side to it, but I think it was from like the sort of, you know, the sort of uh level you know, the kind of level that they were impressing on me. But it was also about the vibe on the gigs and how people delivered yeah, and everything, yeah. you know, and all that. And, Absolutely. that. and also about doing your own thing with it. Because they yeah, were they really did, didn't they didn't you. suffer imitators very much. So no, were,
1: you no, know, and I I learned that you know because i i you know people like otis Redding and, and you yeah. know and, and sometimes along my career i did um try to uh emulate a little bit but somewhere along the line i learned yes of course you emulate you borrow uh i don't want to say plates i'm talking stylistically not yeah not word and not text but you know and then but it's got to filter through you It's yeah, gotta yeah. filter through what you know and your experiences and What your, how, how, how wide can your mouth go open? You know, how much can you do? How loud can you scream this? And that, but I think you have to learn from all the great things. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think hear. you do,
0: you know. But I, de- I definitely did learn from it. Even when I showed up here, I was already very aware of the fact that, you know, you, there had to be a way to try to find and put your, your own trademark on things. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so sort of, that's the way Carl LeBlanc want all these, you know, No, like, yeah, I so think that's very much so. A Carl's, Carl's a wonderful player in you know, person. And so I spent a lot of time with him. But, you know, he's always, that's, the way he, that's the way he always said it, put a trade, trademark on, on, on the thing. So that, if
1: you and i don't know if we're editing this in but i would like to say one thing about um what a joy it was to um play with uh uganda roberts he he oh, yeah he, he would come and play with the with the uh fortifiers on occasion wow we met him at a big benefit in uh in tips mm-hmm. for joe cool davis and there was just a large oh, bill of people yeah, yeah and we were opening act and I think no one really knew who was on first to say. So Uganda just sat up behind us oh. there, and we did the set. And he didn't, you know, like we play rockabilly. He, you know, he wouldn't just play it. He'd make it Uganda, you know, you yeah. Uganda, all kinds of rockabilly stuff in different grooves. And then uh, we had the nerve to 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 ask him to come do sh- g- gigs with us. That's and great. he was starting to, to to he was actually in remission from cancer, and, and we were all very hopeful. And he had the energy to. You know we'd go and help him load up his gear and stuff like that yeah. and bring him home and he had the energy to get through sets um and then, he'd, uh, and then he then it came back yeah i know it was a shame. and so we were all there for as much as we could for miss linda and doing whatever we could for him but gosh what do you you know you just lost your husband a beautiful man too it's a, a huge not, i mean a huge loss the yeah. whole the planet it was a huge loss yeah. but that was you know, and I remember we were talking about the stuff. I remember Queen Mary Fest at the Queen Mary. I love that record. Where it's just him and Uganda. Oh, it's my favorite festival. Yeah. Long it's, it's yeah. So, and you, there's the space yeah. in it, but at the same time, and you've never heard piano played like that, and you've never heard Congas played yeah, like no. that. Anyway. I, I, I was
0: stunned. I remember ditching school. Yeah, it's stunning. Did, You're absolutely I, right. I, I ditched school in LA, and I remember I went to the record store, and I used to go there every day. I would go there and just play with them. go to the Rhino Records on Westwood Boulevard. like, And I found that record and I put it on and I
1: just flipped out. The rhythms in there, good luck. (laughs) So that was just, and he's on the Wild Magnolias record and he's on uh, Crawfish Fiesta yeah, and, and I used to see him do all that work with John Mooney too. Yeah, right. He was on the road with Mooney for for years yeah. and years. But you know, for for me to be able to work with, and not just work with, but really share his life and and be his friend. You know, that's the kind of person that was. You didn't just you just set up and tear down. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that someone that was on that record, which I held above high, and to be able to play with him, that was that's that great. was so. You know that. I, you know, I'm good, really. I, yeah. I can t- take me now, whatever. You're happy, you did it. Right. But I, I, still got something to say. And I'm still learning, and yeah, I'm yeah. still learning what I have to say. hmm hmm yeah. And you know, one thing I might, you know, be good at is the whatever the. Renee Coleman said one time, it's like casting a spell. Oh you yeah, know? and I that might sound a little bit pompous, but uh, um, have you, you been know. on Renee Coman's show yet? No, I'm waiting to be asked. Oh I, come on, I'm a. I am going did not mean, him. and I didn't mean that Renee. I gotta tell I, him I, no, because you know what I didn't mean out. that. Hold on, I just I didn't mean Renee was pompous. I meant that the way I. Presented it there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Might be public. So, no, sorry, I read, didn't mean that like that. Read. It's a funny show because... You,
0: well, first I have because heard I, it. I've listened to and it. I, I and yeah. I helped them get that thing started that. On, the, yeah. on, on, on the thing because he was, came to yeah. ask me how to, I mean, they're way into their own thing now, you know, but, oh, yeah, but it's, you it's definitely a, should It's be. a shtick. It's like yeah, I'm yeah. in oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah, you definitely should do it. It's yeah. really funny. But I hope, I hope actually... Uh, you know, I did it right before COVID. I remember I did... Well... Yeah, right before COVID, I was in there. I think the day after Mardi Gras, maybe I think. And I, at, at that point, which now seems really funny, crazy, but they were recording it at the Athletic Club, New Orleans Athletic Club, and
1: like so, in the lobby, or they had a room there. I think you, I knew Go in the that bar, there. and, yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> and it was cause, really fun. just because that's where they do it, right? Yeah, it was really fun. I did another get, segment like clinking. I had yeah. some sound effects. And in the I back. did it.
0: You know, so I hope when you get to do it, if you, you know, yeah, you get no, I'd love to do it. a great We're back to uh, I remember Manny
1: that. as being like, uh, you know, this fixture in in uh, Circle Bar, right? And you know, the wise sage, yeah, in, in a in a wrinkled uh, dress, dinner jacket.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be great. I got to mention, I mentioned it to Renee.
1: But yeah. yeah, so Renee said it's like casting a spell, and maybe somewhere along the line, as far as presenting in front of a live uh, audience, you know, being able to. Because, you know, you, you you go to a great show, right? Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're light of breath and the whole room is just a vacuum. And that works on both sides, yeah. I think. You know, once that's locked in, like, you know, sometimes you go, like, these guys are killing it, man. Yeah. And if you're up there and you're killing it and you know people are out there, so, you know, the spell, it, it's only like, uh, we only need to put down the kindling. The performer only needs to put down the yeah. kindling you know, and then get the audience to light the spark, you know? And so maybe I know a little bit about that. and And even if I don't, I enjoy I enjoy trying and every time
0: oh I think your your performance are magnetic you're a lot more action in you coming out that's, as a singer I think just, a lot of people that's why I
1: see it's it. inside of me gotta yeah, come I know, out I know and I see
0: people watching it because you know like I said they're not used to seeing these days like really dynamic front people I think I'm aware of that again. and I
1: think I'm like alright
0: yeah and I think it really works done. out man. I, yeah. I find it exciting well thank so, you, know, you. you know, thank I'm, you, I'm the, you know, I that's get, what I'm
1: trying to do I'm trying to get you know, back out there saying I got
0: something to offer I really am an old you know cynical skeptical musician guy but we're also rockers. yeah, exactly when I yeah. love it, I love it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's really going. I don't really, you know, I, yeah. I just lose all, you know, right. I, I lose all, uh, you know, all, well, my, think, all that disappears. With yeah. This, well, 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 yeah. So, you know,
1: like, and we have to uh, stay curious, yeah. you know, in order to stay uh, creative.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. And stay, and keep it, keep it somehow, some, some of the spark of enjoyment or, yeah. or fresh, the fresh things. Well, We've that's. I think I in,
1: took uh, quite a few years off, not necessarily purposeful, but I think I came back, um, with, I don't want to say a chip on my shoulder, but with a full head of steam.
0: Yeah, that's great. You know, you know? I mean, I could and, really learn from that. The, the amount of energy you're throwing out there is really.
1: Yeah. Really I, well, thank that's you, because uh, it it's one of the, you know it's like you're, you're gonna walk away remembering me. Yeah, yeah, without, yeah. yeah know? if do. not for the singing, for the rest of it. That's, that's but, great. Uh, it's, it and once again, just huge amount of fun, and uh, you know, op- I'm I'm I don't want to say gun for hire, but all these new projects are, are really yeah uh, exciting you know
0: so, so do you have anything else that you want to say before i think we've got to put if uh, you got anything I think you want to talk about i'm happy to do i'm happy uh, to go in any direction you want
1: yeah i i think i think we're good you know i don't want to start talking about gig dates and stuff that'll be <laughs> a little were, cheesy I know, up, I know where are you playing, playing so it'll be over some some places in Metairie and stuff. okay like that's that. right the yeah. mattery places we yeah. talked about at the beginning of yeah. course
0: okay that's good well you know those did go They're on, on there yeah i, I don't do that dates, much but yeah. i don't give too much editing and i'll try well it's not necessarily a
1: time sensitive product you're putting out there yeah. it might it so might it's be not on, like yeah. on the radio if they're listening hey about you know but it, it's yeah. not
0: bad because even if it shows up in 20 years and we're not around yeah. people will be like those yeah. they mentioned they these clubs that. that were there yeah that's, yeah, that's, interesting that's right people. yeah you know it's interesting
1: well no we get that now at you know obviously digital information when they're but in the punk days you know people like you know you see an old normals poster or something all this place like what the fuck was that yeah. you know and they're you know like Fat City used to have punk clubs and right. you know and it's, it's like there was this kind of time, like, New Orleans punk was like 80, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this time when the rockers didn't know if they were supposed to like punk or... Yeah, yeah. But it right. had guitars and, you know, and so where no one really knew, but everyone just went to all the shows.
0: You've been listening to interviews with notable New Orleans musicians. I'm your host, Jonathan Frelick. Thanks for tuning in.